Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That is me, along with Captain Rusty and Barry DeBoater. Rounding out the crew today, Patrick is on hiatus. Uh, we made him take a leave of absence for psycho- uh, psychological evaluation. It's the A-team today. I mean, you, you have got the best of the best on the show. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we good. can say that. Why not? Well, that sounds great. You know, I, I think Patrick would uh, would not agree, but that's okay. Yeah, he's not here, so exactly doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We can talk smack about him, do whatever the hell we want. That's true. So we have a lot to discuss today. Two weeks from uh, this weekend, we have the Columbus Day Regatta. We do, which is a big event that Barry the Boater uh, specifically goes to every year to represent the World of Boating Radio Show. Uh, he's the huh. only one who's allowed to go, I believe, due to legal. Uh, I don't know, the statute of limitations or something like that. Is that right, Barry? No, I, I raised the uh, the world of boating flag, and they started shooting me with their water guns and throwing water balloons now. Exactly. I, I, just, I just go as myself so that I can enjoy the sights and sounds. So he goes incognito, so he doesn't get arrested again. That's right. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out a little bit more about that later on. But first, let's talk about me because, uh, <laughs> you know, because we can. And uh, this past week... I uh, did a had a boating adventure that was monumental. I, I think I'm the only crew member of the world of boating who can uh, stake this claim as to cruising on the largest ship uh, in the world. How about, well, cruise ship in the world. Okay, is that just your opinion, or is that true? Uh, that is a factual statement, uh, according to Royal Caribbean's uh, PR stuff. It was the boat, the Symphony of the Seas, which uh, supposedly is the largest cruise ship in operation as we speak. And it went out of where again? Miami. Miami. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a, you know, floating mechanical marvel. I got to tell you, it is a, yeah, you don't feel like you're on a boat, first off. It's no not a boat. Action, That's a ship. It, it is a cruise ship. Yes. So it's not there a boat. Go. Right. Okay. Well, so what did you say, Rusty? No, said? no crew. No, I mean, no, no wave action. Nothing made you feel a little weird. Or- not at all. This thing is so huge. I mean, it is huge. You do how not huge feel. is it? Well, it's like two hundred and something tons, like two hundred fifty thousand tons. It's crazy. It can do like uh, six thousand people or seven grand worth of folk on board. It's a floating city. Let's be real. Wow. This is the closest thing you would have to being, uh, you know, a part of like Waterworld because they have everything self-contained on this ship and it cruises around the Caribbean and uh, and, and it has everything you can imagine, even uh, even including a, a version of Central Park in well, the interior it, of the it, ship. Yeah. So this is a, a fairly deep draft boat. It, it can't go to all ports. It must be special ports designed for it. Wrong. Really? Yeah. It only, believe it or not, it has. It doesn't have that deep a draft, uh, considering how huge it is. Now, they have to make some special considerations for how they, uh, 
get the boat into certain ports uh, because it takes up so much space. When you see it up next to another cruise ship, it, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's hilarious because you're, you're on the boat and you're looking down at the other one, which is a massive cruise ship in its own right. But it looks like, uh, hey, losers, bet you wish you could be on our boat. Ships. Yeah. Well, ship. so, when you're so, on that big of a ship, theirs look like a boat, Barry. Let's be there real. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, was it, what was the thing that stood out? What one thing you go, this was just amazing? Well, technology is, is remarkable what they've done on these uh, vessels these days. And uh, I was going on a family uh, adventure, fa- family vacation. I saw pictures. Nice family. Yeah, yeah. I, those really were me and my family. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't like, a rent-a-family? <laughs> you would think by looking at some of the pictures, for sure. Oh, okay. But, uh, but no, it was the real thing. And, you know, I, I'm just blown away from the standpoint of what they put on these vessels. These are literally like floating theme parks, even more than floating cities. Well, they are floating cities. But like, just to give you an idea, I, I mentioned Central Park. I had a uh, had a room with a balcony overlooking the interior of the vessel, not an ocean view, but the interior open portion of the vessel. And below me, by like three floors, you look down under the uh, balcony, and there was a mini version of Central Park that they had created, kind of like a Disney esque version of Central Park. And okay, so so open wait. air. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have a balcony. You, I guess you have a choice between either a balcony facing the ocean or a balcony facing the interior. Right. But the interior okay. was looking down on like a version of Central Park. It was really remarkable. And at night, when you walk through that Central Park area, they'd have like crickets chirping that <laughs> they'd, they'd buzzed in electronically. So but the really, trees are real, aren't they? The trees are real. The greenery is real, but I think the wow. crickets were electronic. Yeah, they is didn't it have is bugs. it open to air? So the like the back of it's open to air, or is it yeah. sealed off? No, it's totally open in the middle like that. Uh, you know, there's like the top four or five floors open up the interior, and that's what gives you that area for Central Park. And you look up and you see the stars. It's just a uh, ironic kind of that you think you're overlooking Central Park. <laughs> On a boat, so which is just ah. you know, kind of a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a mind, um, uh, you know, a conundrum, so to speak. You, you don't feel like you're on the water, is my point when you do that. So you have to kind of walk around, you know, and, and then you see the ocean when you're, you know, looking outside the ship from other areas and stuff like that. Now this is uh, Royal Caribbean's uh, biggest and newest boat. It just started sailing like I think six months ago or last year or so, and uh, the thing is massive. the The end of this thing is what's really impressive because uh, the butt end, or that would be uh, the aft, yeah, aft or the, the butt end that works. We got it. Yeah, we'll go the with butt that. Yeah, it is shirt. huge. It has a really big butt on this vessel, and when you go off the boat, like you know, we, we spent a day in uh, Coco Cay is their new private island that Royal Caribbean has, which is pretty remarkable in its own right. It's basically a a huge-ass water park that they've created from pretty much scratch. And they, you know, dock the boat up next to the this uh, marina that they've created, and you just walk off the boat and go, you know, do water slides and pools and all this kind of stuff. Largest freshwater pool in the Caribbean, they say. uh, Tallest uh, water slide in North America. 
And it's crazy what they have there. But I, when you walk off the boat and you look back at the Symphony of the Seas, it has its butt, you know, pointing towards Coco Cay, and you're like, oh my God, that butt is huge. Baby got back. <laughs> let me let me ask. Okay, so I wanted to point out something to Rusty. I just figured out is have you ever seen some of these big ships at port? I have, but usually what, I've never actually gone on a cruise in my life. Really? Never. Wow. I, I hear they're great things, but I have seen them. You know, we got uh, some in Jacksonville. Of course, yep. been to Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So I've, I've seen the boats. I just haven't been on one. Mm-hmm. They are I actually did. I, I did work on them in, in the past. You did? Doing what? No, were you like a, a long time ago? Uh, you were one of those cabin like uh, mate guys. One of those uh, no, uh, no, cabin stewards? No. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. That wasn't you, but, where, uh, Eduardo? Eduardo? Yeah, right. <laughs> spoken in, but I, I spoken just fig- English. I, I just figured out how they get away from being, if you look at them from the outside, they look like they're going to be top heavy. But now I understand it's really that whole middle part, since it's empty, you really do have most of the weight down at the waterline or lower. So it doesn't uh, tip over. Well, I, I had a little uh, chat with the captain of the Symphony of the Seas, and he oh. explained... That they, you know, this thing is all run by computers, but they have to manually, you know, uh, set up the ballast tanks to keep this thing stable. And, and it's not like they just, uh, you know, put a bunch of water in, in the bow or the stern and balance it out. They actually set it up so it, it rolls um, gently in the, uh, in the ocean. They actually, you know, they don't want to make it too stiff. He had a term for it. Maybe it was just being too stiff or something. But he, he had like a nautical term for if you're if the boat doesn't roll gently with the waves, which gives it a much smoother ride. I guess you know, even in well, rough it, seas, it, it makes sense. You would if it didn't roll at all, you would have waves crashing up against it, making noise. Whereas this is if is this. Yeah, we'll go with that, right? If this thing, yeah, if this thing just kind of slowly rolls, then maybe it's a smoother, quieter experience. Yeah, maybe. Smoother is what he said. More a pleasant ride, but a stiff ride was uh, something they tried to avoid. But they did that by following the calculations according to their boat computer, and then they'd manually fill up the tanks accordingly and uh, double check them and all that kind of stuff to keep the, the ride nice and smooth. It was an impressive piece of floating machinery for sure and i got a few more thoughts about it next right here on the world of boating they're cruising maybe is what we go with today that's coming up stay close you're listening to the world of boating radio network Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Now what type of boat do you see yourself in? Well, I'm not sure, but I, what I do know that I need to be out in the open sea. Well, you got to ask yourself some questions. Do you like speed? Do you like to hear the roar of an engine? Do you want to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible? If that turns you on, then you want a powerboat. Okay, that's it. That's it. Power. That's me. That's one way to go. But maybe you want to slow down. You know, listen to the wind and the water. Have sunrise and sunset as your only clock. Know that you can go around the world on less than a tank of gas. Now, if that sounds good to you, then maybe you're sailors. This is not a hobby. This... It's a lifestyle. I was riding on the Mayflower and I thought I'd spot some land. I yelled for Captain E. Rib, I have you understand. Who came running to the deck, said, boys, forget the wheel. We're going over yonder, cut the engines, change the sails. Haul on the bowline, we sang that melody like all tough sailors do when they're far away at sea. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Rusty, and buried a boat around and out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information and tell you about what I did on my summer vacation. I guess it still counts. It's summer, doesn't it? it? It's still hot. Yeah, it's fall. Fall was yesterday. Oh, was it? Uh, or it was, was it this week? Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, well, it's still, for me, it was kind of my end of summer vacation. I spent it on the Symphony of the Seas, Royal yeah. Caribbean's newest and largest cruise ship, and, and supposedly the largest one can in the world. It, can we call it endless summer? We could call it that. Yeah, I don't know if uh, that would be appropriate, but we will. Why not? We'll that. If that makes you happy. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I feel better now. I feel good. Better. Good. Thank you. Now, uh, the Symphony of the Seas. Uh, yeah. just, like I said, two hundred and like thirty or something. Uh, you know, tons. Two hundred thirty something thousand. Well, two hundred thirty thousand tons of boat is what we're talking. about. This thing is massive. And I got to say, you know, the, the amenities on the vessel are remarkable. Uh, but, but with any cruise ship, 
I'd be amiss if I didn't talk about the the souvenir they send you home with. This goes pretty much with any cruise ship you could ever go on, and that a bill. Uh, <laughs> well, there's the bill. There is that, but uh, you always get uh, usually about a six or seven pound souvenir around your belly. They say that when you go on a cruise ship, you, most people average a pound a day, and I was right on. <laughs> I was right in that uh, category. It's almost impossible not to put on some poundage unless you're insane because they, they just throw all this food at you, and it's just uh, remarkable. Uh, at the, I mean, the quality of food on the Symphony of the Seas was really good. And you saw all this stuff from lobster steak, and you got to eat it all, you know? And, and you can even order, like, two entrees. So, like, uh, you can't make up your mind between the chicken and the steak or the lobster. Yeah, get all three. You're on a cruise. That's See, that's the thing is that I think you feel that you paid so much money or you paid a fair amount of money for this cruise, for this trip, this right. once-in-a-year thing, yeah. that you got to eat everything, and then you end up overeating. Well, I wouldn't and, say and you don't, you, well, I overeated. I just ate you know, as much as I could. Yeah. Well, well, I would go for the things that you normally don't get at home, like lobsters. And Which stuff is, like was that. everything. <laughs> they had, <laughs> they had uh, escargot. They had lobster. They had steak. They had chicken. They had fish. So, I mean, it was crazy. So what I food. always wonder, you say there's 6,000 people on the boat. Yeah. Thereabouts. So it, at any point, either port of calls or just on the boat, did you ever feel like, okay, there's just too many people, it's too crowded, or did they can they manage that many people pretty well? Well, you know, they've gotten better and better at this. And when you get on one of these newer vessels like the Symphony of the Seas, uh, they've done everything they can to kind of manage that crowd placement. And the boat is so huge, uh, you really don't feel crowded there were places that you go off and be by yourself whether you want to go you know up on one of the top decks to get a little sun hang out by the pool or or whatever so yeah were there times when you know things got crowded as far as getting in line for one of the shows or something like that sometimes but not really too much this thing was really laid out well and um you know that's they've learned uh over the years to make these things more efficient and you know just like when you go to disney or universal studios theme parks they have you know queue lines that are you know now all computerized and they say you want to ride the rip rock and roller coaster thing at universal well come back at three o'clock you know they schedule all this stuff out so you don't have a lot of people showing up you know at one particular time so like on this boat you actually for all the entertainment all the shows you actually uh schedule them before you even get on the boat so you have like yeah, an they, itinerary set out for you that you're going to go see this show on Tuesday evening and only this many people are going to be, you know, set, let in for that. So it's not overcrowded and that kind of stuff. So they've really, you know, thought this stuff through and it was run really, really well, really good. I got to say, I've, I've always heard now, I don't know if it's true. I've just heard that on the very top deck or the sunning deck that they have a topless section. Is that true? On some of them, they do. They not on Royal Caribbean, I don't believe. Can you send me a list of the ones they do? Yeah, <laughs> those would be the European uh, <laughs> cruise ships. I, you know, I've been on some Carnival ships in the past, and they had a a section. Usually, it's up by the, the <laughs> very it's a very Disney top, one, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, one it's, can dream. It's yeah, right there, the captain's ca- uh, cabin, right? Rob, it could be. It's very could possible. Be. I mean, the, you know, you ever want to do that, just to understand, especially the newer boats, there are cameras everywhere. 
And trust me, if you decide you want to go naked, someone's going to see it probably on the internet now. So, <laughs> you know, they, they might be taking that, uh, taking a little chance, depending on how you feel about, uh, you know, getting in that frame of mind for your sunbathing. But, you know, uh, Royal Caribbean's a little bit more on the family base. You got kind of like your Disney Cruise Lines and your Royal Caribbean. They kind of cater to families and, and adventurer-type uh, cruise travelers. And then you have Carnival, which is adventure, but maybe more singles and younger folks that like to party and drink their guts out, you know, like a floating spring break kind of thing. Uh, I love Carnival, by the way. But... Uh, but, you know, and then you get into the higher ends like Holland America, which is a sister company of uh, of uh, Carnival, and that's like real high end, and, you know, like all the old farts or, or Princess, which is basically, you know, it's, it's, it's the love boat. That, that actually is the love boat cruise uh, ship company. And when I went on that one, it, you know, it depends on the itinerary you're going on to, but I went to one... There, where I actually went up to New England and, and did a cruise where they watched the leaves change, where pretty much nobody under 60 was allowed on the boat, or though it seemed. So it was kind of like a floating retirement home <laughs> type of uh, cruise, but it was still a fun you know, adventure, and you still came home with your six-pound souvenir. You know what I mean? Sounds <laughs> great, doesn't it? It sounds like a good time. It well, sounds like the next uh, Margaritaville cruise will be like the senior adult cruise. Well, there was a Margaritaville at the uh, at the port there in Cozumel, right there at the end of the dock. Uh-huh. So, so you how many definitely uh, port, sports of call did you go to? We did three. I'll tell you where we went. And some of the entertainment that we experienced on board was pretty impressive on the Symphony of the Seas. That's coming up next on the World of Boating. Stay close. to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Rusty, and Barry to boat around and out the crew. Okay, so what did I do on my end of summer vacation? Well, I spent a week on the Symphony of the Seas with Royal Caribbean, largest cruise ship in the world, supposedly, as we speak. Uh, impressive vessel. And the uh, ports of call were Roatan, uh, two ports in Mexico, Cozumel and Costa Maya or something, some uh, little town in Mexico, and then uh, their private island, the Perfect Day in Coco Cay, which is their new private island, Royal Caribbean, brought online, I don't know, about a few months ago, and uh, it was impressive, and I talked about that a little bit. Roatan, they're doing some construction. We just got right off the the cruise ship pier. There's some really good scuba diving uh, in that part of the world, but I didn't get to take advantage of that. But they're doing a lot of construction around their cruise pier area. Cozumel is always fun. You can uh, score some serious free tequila by just walking into the te- tequila shops there right at the pier and get hammered for nothing. <laughs> so, highly recommended. Uh, last time I did that, um, you know, we bought $200 worth of free tequila. I, I don't know how that works, but they do. <laughs> but this time I came away ahead of the curve and not only didn't buy any tequila because I had enough already. Got hammered, got back on the boat, hit the casino, uh, you know, won 76 bucks. 
So I really won on uh, many levels. I loved it. Oh, and the uh, the one other thing was the entertainment. The shows on the Symphony of the Seas is like another level of quality entertainment. They had a Broadway presentation of the uh, uh, show Hairspray, which was really good. And then they had this this dive show, like high dive show off the back of the boat. They put on these high dives where they, they these guys are, you know, they're diving like 60, 70 feet, you know, at the very top of the boat down to like floor three. It's crazy what they do on this boat. They had a high wire act and, and it's open air uh, amphitheater thing on the back end of the boat. Really impressive. So the I, entertainment I, was just uh, spectacular on the Symphony of the Seas. I assume they uh, they high dive into water or do they just keep replacing the high divers? As they uh, show the good point, off the you know, I, I'm not positive about that, but uh, I'm sure they lose a couple every other week or so. We'll just <laughs> go with that. More coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the world of boating radio network. land wait i know this area there that is the safest place to come ashore you're certain i've never been more certain of anything in my life (coughs) wow i did not know what i was talking about i spent my whole life This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Rusty, buried a boat around and out the crew. All right, so uh, I did play pirate for one day on the uh, Symphony of the Seas. They had like a theme day. They, they do this on cruise ships and stuff. So I got, uh, you know, my pirate fix. But that's what I did on my end of summer vacation. Uh, what about you, Rusty? Did you Have you been doing some uh, traveling? I, I, I did. I just got back. Uh, went to Lake Kiowee, which is in Seneca, South Carolina. Hmm. Kind of near Greenville-Spartanburg area. Absolutely gorgeous. The water was warm and clear, and you could see the mountains. We even boated up to a place where there's a waterfall, and everybody just kind of anchors out at the waterfall and floats in the water. Absolutely, I I can't recommend it highly enough to rent a house there, take a boat, go spend spend a week there. It's really beautiful. Now, once again, this is where exactly? This is it's. Called Seneca, South Carolina, Lake Kiowee. So mm-hmm. there's there's a couple lakes that go together. There's Lake Joe Cassie, Lake Kiowee, and Lake Hartley. And those are actually owned by the power company, Duke Power, in that area. And so they're just pristine water. You know, it's one of those when you take the boat out, you don't have to flush the motors. You don't even have to wash the boat off. There's no line or anything around where it's been sitting in the water. Hmm. So did some paddle boarding, did a lot of boating, stayed in a really beautiful home. Um, how how hot uh, was it? Because it was hot on the cruise ship. It, it, it was really warm there that week. The 
no rain or anything except for the last day it started getting a little breezy a front was moving through other than that it was in the mid 90s mm-hmm. now the power company owns that uh, series of lakes is that they be- do they do they- like one of those hydroelectric things there yes. damming them up yep yeah that seems to be a thing yeah, it is and, and it makes it makes great recreation areas and they can control the water to the level of the lake so you know mm-hmm. it's it's really a nice nice thing so were you uh, on your own boating in this, you know, this area, or did you have a lot of people around you? On yeah. Sunday, there, were, there was a good many people, and they said that the lake has more because Pe- Lake Lanier, which is a little closer to Atlanta, has gotten so crowded that a lot of people are coming up to these lakes now. But so Sunday was kind of crowded. Monday and Tuesday, it, honestly, it was kind of like you'd see a few boats out, but very few. But you know, with any of the lakes around here, especially vacation areas, once school starts back, you know, it really declines. So one of the best places, if you have the ability to go, I think, on any vacation, to any lake resort or anything, if you can go after school starts back or before school lets out, it's kind of an ideal time where it doesn't get quite so crazy. Sure. That would make sense. I, I will say on the cruise ship that I was on last week, uh, even the comics on the boat made comment about, hey, where the hell did all these kids come from? <laughs> because they're supposed to be in school, and there were like two thousand kids uh, on this Royal Caribbean boat, and uh, which is kind of annoying sometimes. But hey, sure. you know, they, they they cater to that. Like I said, Royal Caribbean and Disney, you know, they're not quite as crazy as Disney when it comes to kids. But Royal Caribbean's right up there, and we had a lot of kids on the boat despite that. So they they, they you know their parents took them out of school to be on a cruise ship for the week so i i would agree with you but that didn't quite work for me on the cruise ship we still had too many as far as i'm concerned since maybe, I, uh, maybe they use them to uh row the boat so you don't hear the engine noise they child labor is what you're yeah. saying yeah. yeah you know yeah, when you're 12 waters. miles out to sea yeah. right exactly so. that could be a, the case there barry uh, no telling. But when you were out there, you were out there with your own private vessel? I was. I, I took my Chris Craft, uh, pulled it up there, which, you know, it, it's a pretty good-sized boat. So it's it's a lot to pull. But that's why I got the 27-foot so I could pull the boat. So we pulled it. Um, you go up to Savannah and turn left. That's the best way I can tell you how to get there. All right. And, and so uh, it the boat's a heavy boat to pull, but it was well worth it. You know, it's one of those times – I. I envy people who live on the water that they can walk out any day and just go take the boat, come back, tie it up and get off and go inside. And so I get to pretend like that when I go on vacation. We always rent a house that has a boat slip. Mm-hmm. And that way I can go out any time. Like I got up in the morning by myself and went and watched the sunrise on the boat. Or, you know, I can go out there. I wanted to play with a GPS one day because it needed updating. So I could just walk down from the house and, and just sit out there on the boat, you know, all day. And... Everybody seems to be fine with it. However, if the boat's stored somewhere and I leave, everybody's going, where are you going? Where are you going? So <laughs> it, it works out. I'm I, running I, away from you. I know, right? So I yeah. I really, it was probably one of, and I, I travel a lot, but it was probably one of the best getaways and vacations that I've had. They're just the lakes are pretty. You could see the mountains. The water was beautiful. Lots of nice little restaurants to go by, dockside dining. I have a place called the Tiki Bar, a restaurant called the Lighthouse. They have a rock you can jump off of in the water, you know, the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Paddle boarding. They have little beaches on any of these lakes. There's little islands all over these lakes with nice sandy beaches you can just pull your boat up on. I, I mean, I really can't say enough good things about how nice boating is there. 
I will say this, I, I, and I've learned this from Caleb. You know, Caleb, my youngest son, we, we talk every day. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in Sarasota, the conversation will go like, I'll go, Caleb, you know, I think Sarasota is my favorite town. Okay. When, I, when I'm in Fort Lauderdale, we'll have this conversation, and I'll say, Caleb, you know, I, I really love Fort Lauderdale. I think this is probably one of my four, same as <laughs> my, my best places, and, and I do it for Miami. I do, And so I realize that my, my favorite place is probably where i am how about that so that's the good thing so i was at the lake and i was going i could live here this is absolutely gorgeous i could live here Mm -hmm. and when i was coming back to jacksonville going over the the buckman bridge i looked out there and i thought you know this is really a great place here i can actually go anywhere i want to i i have like endless possibilities of water you got all this wildlife in the ocean and the salt water that you don't have necessarily in lakes and so once again you know i think where you are is where you want to be. So that, that seems to be the case. But if you got your boat with you, everywhere you are is a good place. Okay. You know, that's pretty deep. But that's yeah, It uh, is deep. And it? Yeah, I could have got deeper, but I thought, well, I better stop here. I, I actually like and it. Wait for you the know? TED Talk. There's somebody who's, who's very content in his boating life. <laughs> and uh, do you find yourself in that same category there, Barry the Boater? Oh, absolutely. When I'm out on the water, I, it, it's just very comfortable. I just sit back and listen. To, I don't turn the radio on. I just sit back. I like to listen to the wind, the waves, and all that. Oh, wait, you could turn on us. the world of boating. Well, I could turn on the podcast, yes. Yeah. All right. And that would uh, put you yeah. to sleep immediately, right? Uh, no. Actually, oh, okay. I enjoy all right. that, too, especially when, you know, Patrick is talking. Um, I had a question for Rusty. How long have you had the Chris Craft now? So I got it uh, around end of May. Okay, and we are now in the month of September. Of September, September, yes. September yeah, yeah. Um, how come she doesn't have a name yet? You know, I I I've debated this. It, it has been a a thing, and I've come up with a couple that I didn't like. I, I decided to go with the name. The name that I want to go to, and I, I can't ever say my names when Captain Patrick's here because it doesn't matter what I say. He won't he, like it. He's not going to like exactly. it. Exactly. I do like Latitude Adjustment. That's been one of my favorite names throughout the years. You know, I always have some sort of. So wait, as we speak right now, you still don't have a name for your vessel. If I was to print vinyl letters today or, or have it put on the back of the boat, that's what I would do is is latitude adjustment okay kind of like that but don't you have to have a name on the vessel so if you had an emergency you could you know plug in uh, channel 16 and say uh, only, hey only if it's documented only if it's documented what do you mean only so, if the boat is documented so do- yeah if a boat's documented it means that you register it with the united states coast guard you don't have to have uh, florida letters you know those letters that go well okay but what happens right now if you say hey i'm on lake uh, what at kiwi what well, is it? it it's it's registered so so it e- boat has to either be registered or documented right but right? what are you going to say on channel 16 like hey coast guard i need help <laughs> come get me my name's rusty That's what's your right. name of your boat sir uh i don't have one at no that point whatever you want to call it will be fine yeah. we'll call it the titanic so it's, <laughs> you, you, know. could, yeah. you can call it the fire boat if you see smoke coming out exactly. of it oh god forbid yeah all right so yeah you, you don't have to have a name but you're going to put one on it eventually I, I, yeah i've been wanting to i just don't want to put the wrong name i'm waiting for you know it's like those hippie People that have kids and go, we're going to let it grow up before we decide what name it wants to have. That's kind of what I'm doing. So, oh, really? Moon yeah, unit. I'm letting the boat decide. <laughs> yeah, you're going to let your boat be uh, name fluid and, and yes. let it tell you what it <laughs> exactly. wants to be? Interesting. All right. Okay. Well, uh, moon child floater or something. <laughs> no, not floater. <laughs> yeah. The, the floater. Actually, that would be a... F- 
That would be a funny name every Rusty's time he called floater? Boat U.S. No, yeah, right. Rusty's yeah. floater, Rusty's floater. <laughs> well, Barry, you, you entertain uh, Barry at least. That's all that matters. You know, right? I, I will say, just, uh, and Barry does have this, uh, you know. What, he's easily amused? What do you no, mean? No, not, oh. not easily amused. Yeah, but yes. I, know, I know that Barry knows about Columbus Day and boating, and I've never done that, and that's something I want to do. All right, well, we'll talk about that next right here on The World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Up till now, had to shut down. What? Why? The guy playing the best friend, the stand up Adam Balin. I think it's Balin. What about him? He's dead. What? He fell off the back of a boat last night. They just found his body. Oh, my God. What was he doing on a boat? Boating? Why? Little boat, big leg, little breeze, life's great. Oh, you gotta love it in the middle of a little boat. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Rusty, and Barry Ziboder running out the crew today. And we've been talking about what we've been doing our, uh, you know, on our end of summer vacation 
uh, Barry has no money, so he hasn't been on vacation. He's just been living out of his garage and and, and stuff like that. But he is planning an outing, which won't. Yeah, I don't think this will cost you much to go to the Columbus Day Regatta, right? Or what do you think? No, Barry? no, no. I just head over to Harbor uh, Harbor Town Marina, yeah, because I can leave my uh, trailer and, and truck there for up to thirty days, but. Not that long. And that's just and, the uh, amount of time that you'll need to participate in the Columbus Day Regatta and then give yourself a week or two to bail out of jail, right? To bail, uh, probably more than a week then. Mm. But no. 30, up to 30 days. You're good. All right. Yeah, up to 30 days. So, But it's a good place for me to launch because I usually stay overnight. I sleep on uh, Surprise, which I'm sure is a surprise to you because it's such a small boat. But there are ways you can do that. So, Well, you just it, bring uh, a this sleeping bag. And just camp out on the deck of your and, vessel or what? Exactly. And I had those, you know, the plastic boxes that people store stuff in. Well, I have a couple that are the same height as the bow. You know, it's a bow riding, uh, bow riding um, not a bow rider, but it's a center console that has a, a cushioned bow. Mm-hmm. So what I can do is when I put those boxes there, I store all my food and stuff in there. And I could sleep right on top of it in a sleeping bag. So it okay. works out nice. So you're just one step above a homeless man living in a box, but you're on the water, so it doesn't really matter. Well, it's higher class because I'm on the water. Oh, of course. We'll go with that. It is That's a 17 right. foot vessel, but hey, he makes it work for the uh, Columbus Day Regatta, which is world famous for its debauchery on the water. And we, we kid, but if you just YouTube some of these videos, oh my God. But, you, you know, and, and Barry, help me clarify this, because I started posting the Columbus Day Regatta on Florida by Water back when I first made the site as one of the events. And I got this letter from the Regatta people. And basically it says, please note, these are two separate events in the Bay during Columbus Day weekend. The first is the Columbus Day Regatta. The other is the Columbus Day weekend at Elliott Key. Hmm. The two events are not connected. They just happen at the same time. I think a lot of people get confused on that. Am I not correct? Well, yes. Uh, the reason why they do that is because what happens in L.A. Key really needs to stay in L.A. Key. There is actually is a, uh, a small boat race. And th- this year it's October 12th and 13th. And uh, the tagline is it, uh, for it is commemorating a small boat cruise in 1492. So they actually have a two-day sail race out there in the middle of Biscayne Bay. Now, okay. the part that you want to see is the party <laughs> at right. Elliott Key. And that's right next to all these festivities, isn't it? In the, well, actually, in no. General it's, vicinity? It's, it's not. It's, you can't even see it. You know, Biscayne Bay is huge. Um, if you go out of uh, Cranid Park, if you launch out of there, you can't see Elliott Key or that area. It's just too far down. It's about 15 nautical miles south. Oh, it's that so, far away from the regatta part, huh? From the race? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, uh, so I mean, fee- that's why was- people feel free to shed their garments and and just uh, frolic around Elliott Key, I guess. Is that it? Because that's what happens. Well, you you can dock at Elliott Key. There are some docks there, but what everyone does is they essentially, it's the biggest raft up that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's so large that the Coast Guard brings out their own barge that has offices, and that's where they operate from. Okay, and that's because of the scenery, or uh, or why why would the I Coast think, Guard do that? That would seem I to be, they, put a damper there, on the whole. They go thing. out there to make sure everything stays pretty safe because there are literally thousands of boats. Okay, so it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, because what you see on the videos on YouTube is like a lot of people shedding their garments and 
and parading uh, under the moonlit stars out on the water. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, in their birthday all, suits. Yeah, <laughs> all like a all night, all, yeah, all night long. All night long. It, it, all night long. It's a big I old tried, party. Yeah. yeah, I tried sleeping. Forget it. And I was not docked up in. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was not in what I call the eye of the storm there. Oh, there's because a there's that, a central area. There's a central area. I docked. Uh, is oh, that in, does it incorporate anchor. a pole or something? Or I'm oh, guessing. there there's plenty of there's plenty of music. There's plenty mm-hmm. of dancing. Yeah. There are people that go around in little uh, putt putt boats. You know, rigid inflatables, and you see the women uh, riding around topless, looking for beads like they do in Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. And uh, if you don't give them beads, they shoot you with water guns or throw water balloons at you. You know, yeah, it's interesting. Good times. Yeah, so did, uh, I mean, is that on your list still, Rusty, and now that you've heard this firsthand report? You know, it is, but also there is this part that makes me kind of nervous. Besides the fact of getting in and out of the boat ramp, which I think could be bad. Right. I'd be pretty concerned. I'd like to go early. I just don't want to leave when everybody else leaves because I think it could be very dangerous. I believe you are correct, sir. Uh, What what do you mean by dangerous? A lot of drunk people driving boats. Oh. Well, a lot of people get there at Friday night. Right. And so and you just got to stay all night, sleep on your boat, and then, you know, when all of them are passed out the next morning, you cruise away and you're, exactly. you're off on your lawn. See, I knew. I know how uh, Barry operates. Wear a mask because you might show up uh, on YouTube for one of these Columbus Day Regatta videos. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember whether it's sail or motor, life is, life better. is better as, as a, a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts callers and guests they are not necessarily those of any station or network its management or advertisers what are you being such a weenie for while on the water your safety and the safety of many others depends on you so boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area there is a fine line between genius and madness have any questions or comments feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.